Hey everybody, this is Theophilus from TZ Coaching and you're listening to the Noble Father Podcast. Whether you're a dad that stays at home, works from home, or away from home, our roles are essential. To a son, it's an illustration of how life as a man is done, and to a daughter, an example of the type of man to look for in the future. But in either case, a noble father stands firm for what he believes, leads with his actions, and embodies a healthy balance of body, mind, and spirit. He pushes himself hardest and commands his time respectfully because he knows how precious the present is. Join me as we discover what it means to live as a noble father. Welcome again to another episode of the Noble Father Podcast. It is always great to hmm, go back into those flow sessions that I used to do. Um, you know, last week I had my daughter on. And uh, that was a really fun episode to shoot, Uh, you know, just a great conversation with my daughter who's quite uh, vocal and, you know, she, she can formulate her thoughts. She can, you can definitely see she, she flows. And also to, you know, the week before that had a, uh, I believe that was the episode I interviewed somebody and uh, released that. And so, you know, it's amazing, you know, you miss uh, two weeks and suddenly it feels like you've missed four or three weeks, uh, you know, the in-betweens and stuff. So definitely glad to come back and to finally be able to put some thoughts onto audio waves and uh, get it out there to to you guys i definitely feel like i miss you all and um so wherever you're at you know thank you for tuning in again you know all your your listening and and support of this podcast is uh something that did that did not uh does not go unwasted and done unnoticed and you know this past uh thursday was american thanksgiving and you know even though it was, you know, we don't celebrate that uh, here um, in the month of November. It was in October for us. You know, every single day should be met with gratitude and and to always remember, um, you know, what, what you're grateful for. And so I wanted to start this episode off with uh, a few shout outs. And I want to be very specific about these shout outs because, you know, these people contribute to the Noble Father podcast in their own way. And some of it's, you know, direct and some is indirect. And, um, these people hold a very special place in my heart. And, and so, um, you know, they're in no particular order. Um, and you know, I'm going to describe each and every single person and what they have done to contribute. And, um, and if you don't, um, hear your name mentioned at all, um, that is not that I don't have you high on a list or something. Um, there are various reasons why I won't share certain things uh, to preserve some confidentiality and, and also the privacy of, of certain members. These people I have um, had interactions with, and I know from the depths of my heart that they will be okay with me sharing this stuff. Um, and, and also I wanted to use it as a way to encourage uh, you know, these people too. And so um, if I haven't mentioned your name, please don't, uh, you know, don't uh, kill me. I'm not gonna. I'm. I, I, there's there's a good reason for 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 some of them not uh, some pe- some of these people not being mentioned. Um, and so the first person I wanted to you know shout out is uh, Dan Thornquist out in um, Florida. Uh, you know he he's been trying to cl- declutter some stuff from the house and he has a lot of books that he was trying to get rid of and so he sent me one and and he also included a little toy car that uh, his son wanted to include in there and. Um, and, you know, Dan has been a person that has really been supportive of the podcast, of the the Fathers Group. Um, and, you know, Dan, thank you. Thank you so much. You know, it means the world to me um, to have you um, at my back and, and, and supporting our community of fathers the way that you do. And, um, 
And so I just want to say I appreciate you, man. Um, very grateful for you and the friendship that we've developed. And I uh, can't wait to see what's in store for us in the future. I want to shout out Nate Aris also. I hope I'm saying it's Aris, Aris. Okay, just I'm not sure how you actually say it, but um, just wanted to shout you out, man. Like you've been doing these, uh, you know, your, your makeshift uh, uh, sauna room, steam room, and you've been pushing yourself, right, standing in the cold and doing the difficult thing. And, and now you're looking at, you know, making a little cold dunk tank that um, you can have nearby so you can switch between the two. Like those are amazing habits to develop. And, you know, this input that you're putting in is going to develop into some kind of output that, you know, we have no idea what that's going to look like and um to be able to be a part of your journey and and for you to take part in our community man like your support has been um man it's been amazing for me like i some days i get really low and you know you, you just for whatever reason you'll shoot a message saying hey like good job with the podcast and this and that and like that doesn't go unnoticed man and so thank you thank you so much for that man uh, I want to shout out Dwayne Gertson and Jason Dubroff. Um, Dwayne Gertson is the main pastor at my church, and Jason Dubroff is the associate pastor. And um, these two these two pastors, man, like they are um, men after God's own heart, and just the way that they've supported me um, in my growth, uh, directly and indirectly, just from their sermons and stuff at church. Like, man, their friendships has been. Um, amazing and given me a voice at, at the men's breakfast to be able to share the work that I'm doing and or the work that God has me doing and um, to know that I'm not on that journey alone um, is is it's uh, thank the Lord for these men in my life uh, so you know everything that noble father is um, is because I have noble men like these in my life and um, so definitely shout out to those two uh, yeah, for pouring into me and allowing me to maximize and do what I what I do. Um, so thank you guys. Um, Jesse Gertson, uh, this is Dwayne's son. I um, mean, he um, at a young age suffered from spinal meningitis uh, and you know had to do multiple brain um, surgeries. He may not be around. With, he would have. He wouldn't have been around for us if not for the grace of God and for God's miraculous healing. Um, Yesterday, Jesse came with me and Alex, a friend of mine, that we go dip together, um, you know, did the exercises with us as best as he could and jumped in the water with us. You know, 30 seconds in, he was kind of getting ready to, he was just wanting to give up and, and get out. He said he couldn't do it, but, you know, he breathed through with us and lasted the whole 10 minutes with us. And I'm going to tell you right now, that water was cold. It felt colder than um, other times that I've done it. Um, and so for him to stay in with us the entire time is um, beast mode. So Jesse, good job, man. I, I see you, man. I recognize you. And uh, thank you for, yeah, who you are. You know, you pour into me also, and you've contributed to Noble Fathers the way, um, you know, you should be. And God is definitely using you. And so thank you for, for doing that. I want to shout out Aaron Griffin. Um, you know, I, you know, Aaron has... I'm shouting him out because, you know, this, this past week he stood up for what he believed in. And, you know, sometimes whenever you do that, it's, uh, it doesn't come without consequences. And Aaron is definitely paying the price for that, for being noble, you know, standing up for what he believes in the high moral principles that he has. And so I wanted to acknowledge you, man, is that, um, what you did was the right thing. And even though people may not see it and, you know, you're bearing the brunt of it, you know, God doesn't, that doesn't go unnoticed with God. 
like he 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 recognizes that and so um you know whatever you're going through man i'm here for you and so i just wanted to encourage you with those words thank you for making noble father the community that it is so thank you so much malik jabari uh you know fellow coach of mine uh fellow brother who's a coach also and you know uh things are looking up for him you know uh referred him to a, a good gig and um you know i'm going to talk about this a little bit later um and uh you know he drummed up the courage to go back home with his wife and 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 daughter to go visit family even though you know it's been a long time since they've seen them and um man he's faced everything that's come his way with courage and and i just wanted to take this time to encourage him also is just you've made noble father the what it is um you know with our conversations early on and dreaming about how we can serve fathers together and um, that definitely doesn't go unnoticed. And, uh, and so thank you for making Noble Father what it is today. Cohen. Cohen Breyer is out in New Zealand or resident New Zealand father, uh, you know, in the Noble Father community. Hey, good job with your squash tournament, you know, winning your, winning the, the, the top prize there. Um, and also for schooling, man, going back to school to pursue your dreams. And, you know, you just finished your first year, I believe. And so, you know, you got, you know, one more to go or something. Um, but anyways, thank you for making the community Noble Fathers what it is. You know, you always encourage me and um, you're contributing to this product right now. And so I wanted to say thank you to you. Uh, Kieran, Kieran, you're, uh, you know, to see you come back. Um, you know, I know it's been a tough journey for you and getting a new job and stuff. And I just wanted to shout out and say thank you. Thank you for making Noble Fathers uh, um, what it is. You are a great contributing member to it. And... Um, Keep showing up, man. Keep showing up. Don't uh, don't be a stranger to us. Uh, golf, golf. I, I'm not gonna say your full name because you know I'm probably gonna butcher it. Um, you know we had a recent conversation and you know fatherhood's getting a little bit easier. Uh, you no longer have the desire to you know throw your kid out the window. <laughs> I think I'm actually not sure, sure I was supposed to say that, <laughs> but anyways, it's out there now. Um, you know we all had that at one mo at one point in time. You know, um, and so you've come a long way brother and uh it's so good to see you on fire for life and and uh i'm looking forward to seeing what god does in your life for sure man so thank you for no making noble fathers what it is jose marrero obviously john millet uh you know a ton of the guys from the noble father group you know you guys contribute in amazing ways you guys always show up and uh you know uh it wouldn't be what it is without you guys for sure um and you know i'm getting all emotional about it but you know um got to give credit where credit's due and you guys are always there and show up in such an amazing way i want to also wanted to shout out david smith uh a fellow brother of mine at church and uh, he you know took it upon himself to run the youth group for uh, our church and we haven't had one in a while with his wife chelsea and so shout out to you guys for taking that step and creating something amazing and um, letting god use you guys in such a powerful way and you know i'm glad I get to share in that journey and I praise God and you know grateful to God that I get to have that experience with you guys and so um thank you so much for for what you guys do um want to lift up another Nate Nate Lowe um I call him Goch and he's my god brother out in Mexico um you know this week or last week he did something you know that was extremely difficult and you know he is another man after God's own heart and making the noble decisions and that 
are difficult. You know, uh, my upbringing is very similar to Nate's. Um, his parents were missionaries. Kid, you know, he's a missionary. Uh, you know, his parents were missionaries and and pastors, and so you know, in a in a South American country, and he's Asian just like me. So, you know, we have that mutual touch point, and you know, we're both now entrepreneurs and trying to figure our way through things. And so, um, you know, I'm going to talk about on this episode, um, you know, the difficulty it is to to be a a, a noble anything just to be noble and so um coach you know uh continue to do what you're doing you know thank you for your support and your encouragement and helping me in my own spiritual journey and everything um definitely uh hold you in high regard in my life and so thank you for pouring into me the way that you do and uh um vicky dubroff uh this is jason's mom so she recently just finished a four-part series in our church, uh, you know, teaching practical financial advice to, you know, the church body. And, um, you know, seeing her up there so confident and um, sharing from the heart and, you know, enjoying herself up there, frankly, you know, it reminds me and it motivates me also that, you know, speaking is something that I want to do in the future. And, um, you know, it very, really encouraged me to, to want to step up and, and, and do that in some way shape or form in the near future and so thank you for your teaching and thank you for providing your knowledge and distilling it down to us um it was it was an amazing amazing time to to learn and to solidify some of that knowledge um you know that god intended for us to to know these things um you know he 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 ultimately owns it all and so just wanted to appreciate you and and give you that shout out the last people in this shout out uh, segment that I wanted to give was is to Deborah and Marie McKenzie and um, this is going to tie in lead into the, the the episode itself Deborah and Marie have been um, absolutely supportive of the noble father work and the podcast um, in in a cr- in crazy ways like everything that I post on social media they will share on their page and they're always coming up and you know encouraging me and um you know, I have a story to tell about Deborah. This this um, that happened um, last Sunday. Um, it was a. Oh, first let me let me say thank you, thank you, Deborah, thank you, Marie. You guys have been so amazing, and um, you guys have been single-handedly the greatest and biggest supporter of the podcast. Um, and you guys don't you guys do it so humbly and so modestly. Like I, uh, you 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 are. It's been amazing to have you on this journey. So thank you so much for what you guys have contributed. Um, and so let me lead into the story. Um, so last Sunday, um, you know, we got to church and, you know, we, it was, you know, we have four of us and we also had a friend, Ron, uh, who's, who's been coming out with us to church and, you know, got to find seats, right? One of the first struggles is to find a place to sit. And um, so we sat, you know, like two, three rows back and um you know empty row with uh you know deborah sitting there and so you know as vicky's teaching and and you know leading her series on financial um you know knowledge and um you know i was feeling a lot of a lot of a lot of emotions um so to give you more context that week um nate Lowe, who i referenced earlier in in the shout out 
um, had referred me to a an organization or a company, a, a, a really a, a blooming startup um, in the coaching space, um, a, co- a marriage coaching opportunity. And they were looking for coaches who, um, you know, are empathetic and can coach. And, you know, those are, you know, clearly things that I can do. And so, you know, I went about seeking that opportunity, seeing if there's a potential fit and, you know, had the conversation with, uh, you know, the, the, the lady there and she, and I hit it off, you know, it was a great opportunity for sure. You know, it was gonna, um, you know, pay very, very well, very handsomely and, and, and in a currency that, you know, that would make it, make it make more sense for somebody like me as a Canadian. And so I, you know, considered it, contemplated it, chewed on it. Um, and, and yet in the depths of my heart, I just couldn't feel that peace. Uh, there was something about it that I was kind of not, uh, it was just not sitting well for me. And, um, that was extremely difficult. Uh, I, I can't, begin to describe how that feeling is like you know you know as a father you want to provide for your family in abundant ways with the holiday season coming up you feel the pressure and there's so many things and dreams and desires that you have and you want to do and and you know a lot of it does stem back to you know having the resources to do it and you know if if i had taken on this gig man um working one hour would be um even just one hour out of my day would be able to fund so much more things and activities and stuff. And so, you know, ultimately it didn't work out because of, you know, a few things, you know, one is, is that as a noble father and as a person that coaches fathers, I have to live an example, not just for myself, for my children, but also for the fathers that I serve. And I'm not, I don't, I, I, I strive to not be a hypocrite when it comes to this sort of thing. This 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 life example is that in being a noble father, I I juggle a, a lot of balls, and there are balls that I don't that are you just can't drop. You can't drop even one, and I'm not willing to drop them. Um, and so, you know, in, in one of the biggest concerns is just that in taking this on, I would not have time to be able to be the father that I want to be, um, nor provide the the intimacy or the service that I provide to these fathers um, as intimately as I, I would be able to. And, you know, I, and I'm not, I don't feel like I'm called to coach marriages, you know, so there's that incongruence there too. Um, but just something in my spirit was not sitting well. And so, you know, heading into that church service, you know, as we're talking about financial abundance and opportunity and how God is in control of all of it. And, and he wants us, you know, he wants to give us life and life to the full. And, um, you know, there was a part of me that was like, man, did I, why did I make that decision? Was it out of fear to not take on that job? Was there, was there something else? Um, and just feeling convicted and very, very downtrodden. And um, I remember sitting there and just like, my heart was racing and just like wondering in my head why why I did that. Like who in their sound mind would turn down such a wonderful and marvelous opportunity? They wanted you and they were seeking you out and and you know you were the perfect candidate for it. And yet as I prayed it was just like I it was just something about it just didn't sit well. It just didn't fit. And uh but you know, still as a human you can't help but um wonder 
right? And just second guess all the time. And and so, you know, as this, as the sermon came to an end and, you know, our time at church came to an end, um, Deborah sitting next to me um, on my right. And so um, she, you know, turned over and said, hey, I, I have something I wanted to share with you. And, and so, you know, I can, I can kind of tell she, there's, you know, timidity and, you know, I mean, it's not easy to just turn to somebody and just talk about, you know, what God wanted to share, you know, um, through, through you. And she, you know, started by saying that, you know, God had told her that she was going to share something with somebody today and she didn't know who, and probably in the moment didn't know what, um, but she was asking the Lord, you know, she got to church and she was asking the Lord, like, Lord, whoever it is you want me to share something with, have them sit next to me. And so mind you, whenever, like I said, I was, you know, getting to the row in the morning, she was the only person in that row. There's nobody to the left or right of her. And she said that multiple times, actually two times, one person sat down to her right and then inevitably got up to sit somewhere else. And, and then the second time, um, you know, a couple of people sat next to her on her left side and they too kind of got up and left. And then finally we ended up showing up and then we sat down next to her. And so she knew at that point that she was to share that information with me. And, you know, her encouragement, you know, she, she said a whole bunch of stuff and they all made sense. But there was one thing that really stuck out to me that I, for whatever reason, I'm just very terrible at like remembering things in the moment and drawing them back out. Just like when there's one thing that's glaringly sticking out, I remember that the most. And so the essence of what she said was focus on doing one thing right. And like, that was kind of like an arrow to my heart. Like it, it shot through the kink in the armor and, and went right into my heart. And it immediately felt, I felt like all the, all the worries and all the concerns and all the fears evaporated right there. Like I got like mad goosebumps and I was, I was kind of like, Whoa, like I, that is exactly what I needed to hear, you know, is that I haven't done this coaching or the noble father group to the extent that I want it. And that was the main thing was that I need to, I need to focus on that. That is what God wants me to do is to focus on building this father's group, continue working in the, continue to serve the fathers in the group and to continue doing the best that I can in this space. And it's amazing because, you know, in sharing that message with me, like it's not just an encouragement to me, but also an encouragement to her. Because as I told her, as I reflected back, I said, thank you, Deborah. Like, this is exactly what I needed to hear. I needed to have that encouragement. God intended to give me that message that day. And it was through you. And, you know, I could see her eyes were starting to water and I was starting to get a little bit emotional. I was like, it was such a wonderful experience to see such a personal God meet us both in this moment um, after church. And and it was just, it was such a heartwarming experience for me um, to have felt that. And, and, it, and at that moment, you know, I, I felt an answer. It was like an answer to prayer. Um, and really that's where I wanted to lead next is that this this month actually this year has been this like culmination of answered prayers after the other and one after the other and like i have no words to describe it and like i always say when i talk about this stuff is that by no means am i saying you need to believe what i believe 
I want you to make your own judgments and I want you to feel what the spirit is leading you to feel because you have it. You can deny it all you want, but you have it. And, and, um, but like this, you know, where I'm at right now. And when I see the lives of my friends who, you know, may not know who God is in their lives, I, I don't know how they do it, you know, and just like this life that I get to live as a father, as a noble father, this example that I'm living, I want to share something that's good. You don't keep good things to yourself. A light, like the Bible says, a light you don't keep to yourself. You put it in a high spot and you share it with everybody in the room. It lights up the house. And that is what life is about, is to share those good things. And and this is just one of those things. But, I, you know, I, I want you to make your own decisions on these things, right? God gives you the freedom to, to make those decisions. And I'm not by any means trying to convince you. you know, I just want to share my own experience in, and my own story over the last couple of of man over the last like year and a half really um you know god has been amazing it's just been i i really don't have any words to describe it um it, it's it's not something that can be orchestrated by man and yeah so you know I, i'll just go into, into sharing you know a lot of those things there's been a ton of answered prayers and and one of the things is, you know, as a family, we do it together, right? We always pray before we eat or, um, you know, sometimes before we go to bed. I should, probably should do more of that. And so now that I'm mentioning, I should really remember to, to do that before we go to bed. But, um, you know, over the years, we've had friends who have um, had difficulty having children, you know, whether it's a miscarriage or some kind of, um, you know, inability to have children, um, you know. That's it's really heavy on our hearts, right? Can't be a noble father without, you know, caring about children and, and even if it's not your own. You know, you want people to experience the joys of fatherhood, right? And and the difficulties of fatherhood. Just you just know that, you know, their their fullest potential will come from that place too. Um and, and the experiences that come from that. And so, you know, in the pain of you know, of miscarriages and, and not being able to have children, you know, our family has taken it upon ourselves to pray for friends that uh couldn't do it and you know three separate occasions we had friends who were in great distress and pain and um hurting from the fact that they couldn't do it and asking god why you know why can't we have children and we don't know those answers obviously but you know what we can't control is to to pray and to really give it up to the lord and and so you know my children would always you know by name mention these these friends, dear friends of ours, um, and and lift it up to him. And sure enough, all three of those couples um, ended up, you know, with beautiful children, healthy, um, against all odds, you know. And uh, just it's just amazing to see that happen, you know, and know that God does care. He wants us to have life to the fullest, and and um, and so my children are prayer warriors when it comes to babies. And and, uh, and so, you know, if you want us to pray for you, definitely reach out to us, you know. Um, not that we have anything special. You have a direct line of communication to God, and and you can pray these things too. Um, you know, the Bible says very clearly, it's like what father, when your child asks for bread, will give him a snake, you know. It's just not possible. You know, and God is all good. He's not... He's got, he doesn't have an inch of anything, any, anything evil, any, 
any ill intent in his being. There's just nothing, nothing like that. Uh, though the devil might lie to you and say that. Um, another um, answered prayer that we had this this summer, um, heading into, I believe it was the month of May. Um, we had a student in our nonprofit that uh, she wanted to attend a very prestigious school in the United States for a particular particular field that um, you know that impacts her you know occupational therapy and um, so at a young age she lost her she lost two of her arms in an electrical accident and so you know she wanted to one day go back to China to serve her country um, and you know the school is very expensive and she does not have um, she did not have the support um, that she should have growing up and you know she was already in the United States going to school and you know so God was already moving in her life and you know one year of tuition at this school was $90,000 and we needed three years of it and so at the time we only we we only we didn't have any money we were like well how can we even she's she'd been accepted and so you know there was a door open there and it required us to step through it and so we we only we were like three weeks away from the deadline to at least get the first year's tuition um into her bank account we had no idea where that money was going to come from like no idea and and so we mobilized in prayer and in seeking and it was amazing people from all over the country were sending in money and supporting her and donating to her cause in two weeks we came up with that money <laughs> like we had like no idea how that was even possible and i believe right now at the time of recording we are already like for her second year um halfway to the goal and so it, it, like don't, no idea like she's there now she's learning and she's thriving and like the it's happening like god intend what god asked for god pays for and so it, it's happening and that was an answered prayer that happened this year and greatly moving and 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 motivating to hear that right um so that was another story um of an answered prayer um more recently uh so you know, I told you that we went to church with a friend and, you know, this friend we'd been, you know, close with and by no means is our relationship hin like hinged on, oh, trying to get them into the church. No, like there was nothing. There's nothing like that. Um, and we're just genuine friends and, and, you know, my wife would go and help him organize and, and uh, just, just, you know, he's, he's a, a widower and living by himself and, his kids are all older and he has grandchildren and and um you know we just wanted to invite him out see what you know see if he didn't you know come out to church with us and you know he obliged and we and he's been coming out the last few weeks and you know we'd been praying for him for a long time you know is that we sent you know we feel his loneliness and every time we we're with him it's like, you know it's a great friend and a great companion and uh you know we we wanted to wanted to invite him out and we asked him a few times and, you know, he wasn't able to come out and, but finally he started to come out and now he's really, um, been coming out a lot with us and, and, um, it, I can't tell you that feeling. 
I can't explain that feeling to you. You, know, you get emotional thinking about it because these people you care about, not just physically, not just emotionally, not just mentally, but spiritually also. And, you know, that's a part of who we are. Component-wise, we are we are all these different facets and these different areas in life. And his soul matters to us, you know. And, and so we, to see that answered prayer, that he was willing to come with us and come again and come again. And, and um, we don't know what that means. We don't know. We're, we're unattached. We're completely unattached to it because ultimately God's the one in control here. God is doing what he's doing. And, but he's been somebody that we've been praying for a long time. And to finally have that as an answered prayer has been um, amazing, right? Just another one of those stories. Um, and also more recently, you know, a friend of mine, um, you know, we've been praying for them too for a long time. Always wondered, had it not been for our children um, being in kindergarten together, we may not be good friends. We may not have been become friends. Like, I can't orchestrate that friendship out of nowhere. Like it had, it, it totally had to be God. And um, it's been ever since, man. Like, you know, I am very much the person that I am today and the noble father that I am today, um, the man that I am today uh, because of that friendship. And so, you know, I've been praying for them for a long time and, you know, I care about them. Um, you know, and it wasn't, it wasn't even like I, in, you know, I, I had invited before and, you know, it didn't work and, and that's okay. You know, I, I wasn't attached or anything, but this time it was like of their own, of his own, um, it was voluntary. He just asked, you know, like to come check it out. And, uh, and I was, um incredibly humbled and had like a ball in my throat literally driving home because we just finished dipping and and as we're driving back you know I just was so elated to hear those words you know Um, I still didn't know what that looked like right Um, but like it was such an emotional experience um because you'd been praying for this person for so long and you see God move, you see God move a mountain. And, you know, I, I remember a few days prior to this incident, I was wondering in my head, I was like, Lord, like what's, what's more likely to happen? Me getting a, me getting a tattoo or this person saying they wanted to come to church with us. And like, not even like two days after that, you know, he just, as I'm driving him home, it's like he just asked. And I'm, I'm like blown away. And um, so, you know, came out with us yesterday and, um, man, amazing. Just an amazing experience. I mean, I, I don't think I fully understood and, and I fully asked him how, how it went for him. But uh, you can kind of see it in his face and, and just like the notes he was taking during the sermons. Like I was... You know, just I have no words to say. Like I, that was just, just a, you know, though you think that it's it's his experience and 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 that's amazing. Like I said about the conversation with Deborah, is it wasn't just him being there, but it was also an encouragement to me. You know, it, it was 
it was so reassuring and gratifying to me to sit there and to witness his first time um, or one of his first times um, at our church. And like, it makes me motivated to continue praying and to lift up my friends and, and um, to lift up the people that are around me um, in prayer. Because, um, you know, some of the things out there are, are, are dire. And the situations are, man, I don't know how many times I, I ask, you know, fathers how they're doing and they kind of leave me the lay, you know, give me the lay of the land and of, of how things are going. And I just feel incredibly powerless. I feel hopeless. And, and yet I should just give it up to God. Just really just give him, give it up to him because he knows, he knows the pain and he knows the suffering that these people are enduring and, and I have no control over it. And though it weighs heavily on me and, and it burdens me, it it does me no good to hold on to it and should really just relinquish and give it up is to not not um, not let it weigh me down. And I trust that God is is going to move in a powerful way. Um, it's interesting as I'm talking about this, you know, um, you know, talking to one of the fathers before, um, you know, earlier and, you know, just a difficult situation with a member of his household and 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 you know like we we don't see we don't see the whole picture and in the moment it seems difficult and dire but we need to hold on to the belief we need to hold on to the hope that God has for us that you know just like just like my brother um you know I was very hopeless, you know, at, at a point in time in his life and things that he was doing. And, and I really had to just give it up to God. And, and actually I kind of developed a motto for that it was just like, God is just making his story more interesting, you know, and that, you know, the best is yet to come for him. And sure enough, it had, it took him to certain places that, you know, maybe regrettable, but you know, God was using, God was moving in a powerful way and it's not going to look the way we want it to look. And, um, so being able to witness that and to see his journey and the way that, and how far he's come has been, I mean, praise the Lord that I get to be a part of that. And so, you know, I wanted to motivate you and I wanted to encourage you guys is, you know, I don't know who God is to you and I don't know what you believe. And, and I'm not, like I said, I'm not here to tell you what you what you need to believe and but don't let that not be a, a hindrance to you that you don't reach out to him and that you don't uh, ask him because I truly believe what he says about you know what father what kind father would give their child a snake if they ask for bread uh, you may not know him the birds of the sky God feeds how much more would he feed you, his children? And so whatever you're going through, whatever you're, you are, you know, the situations that you're in that, are, that seem hopeless and dire, just know that God knows where exactly you're at. And if you're not sure how to find the words, God knows what you want before. God knows what you need and want before you even ask for it. Now, that's not to say you just say, Lord, you know what I need? Amen, right? Like, he still wants to have a conversation with you. 
you know, you might not know what that sounds like or what that looks like, but he's there. And I want you to, to know that. And if you also want somebody to, you know, pray for you on your behalf, definitely reach out to me. Um, actually, I just realized that that wasn't the only last, the wasn't the only answered prayer, you know, is there's another one, another story that I wanted to share. And, you know, um, throughout my time with, with my wife, you know, she has always had, um, you know, like strange headaches and, and it, it was very easy for her to, um, not feel well. And, um, mostly to do with, you know, the weather, um, different, just, it just hit her differently, you know? Um, and, and it was an amazing answered prayer. It just, you know, she was taking part in a women's group and, 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 and had hesitated to ask for prayer and, but then finally kind of felt convicted and asked the group to do it. And, and as a result of it was miraculously healed, no longer had any pain, any headache in her head. And, and to the point where, you know, jokingly, I was like, well, then that means you could probably go dipping with us. I mean, this is a, this is a situation that I never, I mean, never would have intended. I thought that this would be something that we'd go through the rest of our lives with that we'd have to contend with these headaches, you know, for, for, for forever. And yet now she's completely healed to the point where she's considering even doing a cold plunge with us, whatever that looks like, you know, like in the back of my mind, I'm just like, wow. Um, so what is hell going to freeze over as soon as, as soon as she touches the water? Like I never, you know, in that hopelessness of, of, of wondering of, of seeking kind of like, I don't see a way out of this. My human comprehension of my situation. It's like, I, I see no way out of it. And yet in asking, in asking genuinely and, and praying that prayer, my wife was healed. So, what, what is there that we have to fear? What is there that we ask for that God can't miraculously change or do powerfully? Like he knows where you're at, exactly where you're at. You know, I, I've done the kind of mental gymnastics when you talk, you know, when you mental jujitsu and into this stuff is like, I am here today with this group of noble fathers and this podcast though i may not have audibly heard god say to create this that i feel like god accounted for my human error and brought about this anyways do you know what i mean like he intended for this journey to unfold the way that it did to get me to this point right now he knows where i am and so I want you to think about that incredibly in depth is the pain that you grew up with, the experiences that you had. Maybe you had a rough upbringing. How did that contribute to where you are today? And how is God intending to use that pain 
You know, I've got fathers that had their dads walk out on them. I've got, you know, fathers that are dealing with, man, just like illness, sickness, and, you know, separations. And so, you know, all those things are contributing. Those are all parts of things that God intends to use for his, for his glory, you know. And I want you to consider those things. What are those things for you? And so wherever you're at, whatever you're going through, you know, know that you're not by yourself and that God is, God, God has you in his hands. Um, that is for everybody. That's an encouragement for everybody. And don't let the, don't let the devil take that away. Don't let them, don't, don't let him lie to you and tell you that, oh, that promise isn't for you or that this isn't available to you. It's available to you. And, um, I'm here for you. So I wanted to also say one more thing before I close off this episode is that, yeah, I've been working on a Patreon and, uh, you know, this work is tireless and, and it's not without its own costs and stuff. And, um, and so, you know, be on the lookout for that. Um, I would very much value your support and, um, you know, I do need to provide for my family as an entrepreneur and this is one of those avenues. And, you know, the value that I'm going to be putting out on that Patreon is, is something that, uh, I'm committing to and, and I'm looking forward to what that adventure looks like. And so, um, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, those that haven't been named, thank you. You know, you guys are continuing to help me in, in this work and, um, I see it every single day, how important it is. And so, um, thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. I hope this week, um, goes well for you. And I pray that for you guys is whatever it is that you're facing that God will meet you and, uh, in a very real and personal way. And so, um, yeah, have an amazing week until next time. Bye for now. Please show your support for the Noble Father podcast by recommending the podcast to your family and friends. You can also subscribe to the podcast and leave a rating and a review. And also, if you know a father who is interested in a regular meetup every week where they can show up authentically and share the best parts of themselves, some of the struggles they're going through, some of the wins that they have, and even some lessons to bless other fathers with, and um, also have them in our Facebook community. Um, just a bunch of men who genuinely care about one another and just share space and hold it for one another. Thank you very much for listening to the Noble Father Podcast. Until next time, bye for now.